This is your Sentinel News Dump for Thursday, August 8th, 2019. I'm Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of Pistown, Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. And if you want to listen to the full newscast today, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash districtsentinel to catch today's full episode. Here's what happened today. President Trump is pressuring the Fed to cut interest rates again after China retaliated in the ongoing trade war started by the administration. The president took to Twitter today, accusing the central bank of maintaining a strong dollar policy by keeping interest rates relatively high. The theory here is that higher interest attracts savings from overseas, which increases demand for the U.S. dollar, which makes foreign currency and therefore imports cheaper to American consumers. President's tweets calling on the Fed to lower interest rates were made just days after China devalued its currency, the yuan, in a move that sent major stock market indices tumbling on Monday by about 3%. The Fed lowered interest rates by one quarter of a percentage point late last month. Its interest rate setting body meets again next on September 17th. Lawmakers here in the U.S. and around the world were sent a reminder that while they sit on their hands, the world will become increasingly unlivable. The United Nations dropped an exhaustive study on Thursday documenting how climate change will affect global food supplies. More than 100 scientists involved in the study projected that in addition to future food scarcity from changing landscapes and superstorms, crops themselves will develop with less nutritional qualities. UN projected that food security is on the verge of tipping over from moderate to high risk with just a few ticks of a tenth of a degree increase in global temperatures. The projected two degree increase would create very high risk food security situations around the globe. The Justice Department Inspector General issued a report highlighting how America's drug war agency is failing to control its own weaponry. The DOJ IG said the Drug Enforcement Administration has a number of internal oversight weaknesses, including a problem with an electronic guns database first pointed out 16 years ago by the watchdog. Other problems include the DEA circumventing its own policies on tracking arms so that special agents can keep more guns than allowed by agency rules. Also, the DEA doesn't actively try to keep track of whether or not stolen or lost agency guns are used in crimes. 26 guns were lost or stolen by the agency between 2014 and 2018. Only 12 were recovered. The IG also found deficient ammunition controls at 5 of 16 sites inspected. The watchdog issued 9 recommendations. The DEA agreed with every one of them. Let's see if those get done, though. Finally today, on prior episodes, we've discussed the ongoing legal struggle to free the Move 9 from prison more than 40 years after they were wrongfully convicted for the murder of a police officer in Philly. We covered the recent release of one of the nine, Mike Africa Sr., from prison. Well, there's disturbing news concerning the last member of the Move 9 still in prison, Delbert Africa. Philly activist and journalist Ted Kelly called in earlier to discuss the situation with me. Ted, you messaged me today about something that sounds really fucked up going on uh, right now with Delbert Africa. Um, tell the audience who Delbert is and uh, what situation is going on right now that's uh, of concern. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me on, Sam, for short notice, because it, it is a really serious situation. Um, folks might be familiar with Delbert Africa. Uh, he's a member of the MOVE organization. He is one of the Move 9 who was arrested at the murder of uh, police officer James Ramp. 
it was actually 41 years ago today. It was August 8th, 1978, that that arrest happened. Um, and Delbert has been in prison ever since for 41 years. Um, now, we talked before, and I know you also had uh, Michael Africa Jr. on your show. Um, there have been a lot of breaks um, in, not, not breaks in the case, but rather uh, some, some victories that have been won um, in the last couple of years for the Move 9. They were all sentenced to um, 30 to 100 years in prison, um, all nine of them for this allegedly firing the same bullet, which everyone knows they, they didn't do. Even the, the parole authorities and, and the prison officials know that they're not the ones who did it. Um, it was like a case of friendly fire. The police attacked the MOVE organization's house in Powhatan Village. They fired tens of thousands of rounds of ammunition, and this this one-off service was hit. Um, but Michael and Debbie Africa have been released. Janet, Janine, and Eddie have been released um, after 40, almost 41 years um, and now we're trying to get Chuck and Delbert out. Now, folks have probably seen the images from that 1978 uh, assault on the move house. Um, Delbert is the man who was brutally beaten up by the police um, as he surrendered. He you know, came out with his hands up, and they, they beat the shit out of him, Sam. Like, it's, this was before the Rodney King video um where like the the consciousness about this kind of police brutality was still you know not as high in the mainstream that is say white uh culture but um delbert was was really he's always considered one of the the big leaders of the organization the police have targeted him and um he is up for parole in a couple weeks and we've been all looking forward to this September parole hearing. And then we find last Thursday, um, no one has been able to get in touch with Delbert. Um, he has apparently suffered some kind of health crisis. Um, he has something with his bladder or his stomach. Um, and he was transferred to Geisinger Hospital in Pennsylvania. Um, none of the MOVE organization members, his MOVE family, his biological family, None of his lawyers have been able to get in touch with him. He's being held completely incommunicado, um, and basically we need to, like, his, his health situation is incredibly dire. Uh, an anonymous source at the hospital told the MOVE organization that he's in critical condition right now and that he might have 72 hours to live. Huh. Um, we've, we've been calling the, the hospital, the corrections um, department, um, just to demand that his family be able to communicate with him, that his lawyers be able to communicate with him. Um, so I can I can give you those those phone numbers if people want to help join the call. Yeah, do um, that. To yeah. So the um, the number we have for so Secretary John Wetzel, he's the the DOC commissioner. Um, he can be reached at seven one seven seven two eight two five seven three. The SCI Dallas, you can call 570-675-1101. That's the state correctional facility that um, Delbert is an inmate at. Um, and then Geisinger Hospital directly, uh, 578-808-7300. And we just want people to call and demand that Delbert or Africa um, be allowed to contact his family and let them know what's going on. I mean, um, g- given, given how punitive we know cops are especially how they've been in this case throughout its history 
the timing of this seems very suspicious. It's it's really it, it is um, the fact that today is the forty one year anniversary of this. The fact that Delbert is up on parole. I mean, remember the, these people think that the Move family are cop killers. Um, they hate this family. They hate this organization. Um, and like also the, the thing that is very concerning is that again there are nine Move members. Um, Mike, Debbie, Janet, Janine, and Eddie have been released. Chuck and Delbert are still in prison. But in March of 1998, um, Merle Africa, she was transferred to a hospital um, and then and held incommunicado. And a couple days later, they found out that she was dead. Five years ago, um, Phil Africa, another member of the Move 9, was taken to a hospital outside SCI Dallas with a minor stomach virus. He was held with no communication for five days, and then he was returned to the hospital, placed in, or returned to the prison, placed in hospice care, and he died a few days later. It's the same pattern now that we're seeing with Delbert, so that's why we're sort of all hands on deck. Um, so it's you know we we're so close to freeing all the surviving members of the Move Nine, and they start pulling the shit. Um, so I, I really appreciate you you know helping provide a platform for, for folks to get involved um, if they can. Well, th- thanks for reaching out, Ted. People can follow you on Twitter at Teddy Redder, T-E-D-D-Y-R-E-D-D-E-R. Follow Ted on Twitter for updates on this case. Thanks so much for uh, reaching out to me and coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks, Sam. Thanks to Ted, and definitely follow him on Twitter for updates. That is your Sentinel News Dump. Again, subscribe on patreon.com slash district sentinel to listen to today's full episode and have access to the garbage can proceedings on Friday's episode. Reminder that subscribers at the $5 level get a haiku written for them. That is true. We're here in DC, so you don't have to be.